Okay in the peak intensity of the ongoing lockdown, walks in a mother of a five-year-old beautiful girl, all stressed and tensed up. Doctor I was really scared to come to the hospital but the situation was so that I could not wait. Ma, am, please have a look and tell me if it's my fault that this has happened and that if I had seen it earlier we could have done something different for the child. At first, I did not understand anything that the young mother was trying to tell me, till I made her sit down to understand her issue. She conveyed that, yesterday when her child was itching her perineum, she noticed she does not have her vagina, the female external reproductive organ. The mother felt helpless and lost as she was blamed for not looking after the child properly and for the fact that if this was noticed earlier some intervention could have been done and cooled have saved the girl's future. Ah. So a nice little ending to a hyper beginning? Is it? What if the girl did not have the rest of the structures in its place, what if it was not so easily treatable? Then what? Would have been an emotional meltdown sad ending to the story. So, yes after my entire evaluation, there was a missing vaginal orifice but the child seemed to have the rest of her structures in place which meant that when the child grew up, that is during her puberty, the child would need to undergo a minor procedure and the defect can be treated without much hassle. We confuse young females by telling them that getting their periods means they are no longer little girls and forcing them to grow up in the span of one menstrual cycle. We expect them to start acting like grown women, and yet, we never tell them what it really means to be a woman probably because we ourselves haven't figured it out quite yet either. From the moment we learn, provided we have parents who are willing to talk about puberty, we are kind of made to feel that this was going to be our grand entry into womanhood. Such an enticing, yet vague statement that no one ever really knows how to clarify. I ended up getting my first period when I was alone with my father, in spite of having been sensitized a little to the world of periods. Here I stood, holding my underwear in my hand and saying, I don't know where all this blood was coming from. And all he said was it's okay we'll wait till your mom returns from the market. This is it, was this the moment I become a woman? What exactly is womanhood? Is it all about periods and giving birth? Is it about growing leg hair and pubic hair, then being told to shave it off to be considered conventionally attractive? All these are so varied and of different in thought process, I stayed the majority of my life in the North where I was asked in class 9 that if I needed to get onto the stage with a short dress I'd better have my legs clean and there in the South I had my own cousins who on the day of their marriage were contemplating if it was of any importance even on the day of the wedding. Exactly how much do I have to develop before I am officially considered a woman? This romanticizing of female puberty, menstruation in particular, by everyone from high school sex education teachers to mainstream television shows, is detrimental not just to those experiencing their periods for the first time, but also to those who will never have a first period, or haven't had one for a very long time. Although menstruation is an important part of life that should be recognized and celebrated, equating a period with womanhood draws a box around the feminine experience, when in reality that experience is one that is different for every single female identifying person. There are many different kinds of women who do not have periods, such as transgender women, women who have gone through menopause, women who have had hysterectomies, and women who are on any type of no-period birth control, just to name a few. None of the people in these examples deserve to be considered any less of a woman than someone who experiences the rite of passage that is menstruation. Additionally, there are people who do experience menstruation who do not identify as women, and that is something that should be recognized and respected. A body's ability to carry children or to menstruate, or to not carry children or not to menstruate, does not define the individual the body belongs to. I don't believe that there is just one answer to the question what does it mean to be a woman? 
because each of us are different and complex. I'm still struggling to learn exactly what womanhood means to me personally, but as I've gotten older I have learned that it's less important to create a concrete definition of womanhood and more important to just experience it. Instead of looking at womanhood as a shared anatomy, we should instead focus on our shared experiences and take pride in our individuality in order to make connections. Well even if I reassured the parents about the child's future, there were so many questions in their head and I know it would not come to rest till the day that mother sees her child having her periods, the monthly blood flow, I hope that would give this mother so sleep because till then she will live in a world of fear, whatever you explain her. After all it's a girl and we associate a girl, a woman, a lady with her ability to reproduce. Although I've made plenty of friends by sharing tampons and talking about embarrassing first period stories, I have also learned to take the time to acknowledge and celebrate the different experiences and perspectives every woman I meet has to share with me. While we are becoming more open to the idea of celebrating the difference in women's bodies in regards to weight and shape, we are forgetting that the inner anatomy of women can be different also. And that deserves a celebration as much as a period does.